Hello, this is the Tribe Stories, the curated sermons, conversations, and collections of poetry of the Tribe Lagos. The Tribe Lagos is a gospel expression based in the city of Lagos, committed to reaching the next generation with the message of God's love and grace. May this refresh and revive you as you listen. Hallelujah. Once again, good morning, church. All right, so... Hi, what are we talking about today is tricky. We're talking about love, cycles, the cycle of love. All through the month, we've been talking about love, and um, I don't believe we've done justice to it. I also don't believe the sermon of today will do justice to it, but we will do the best that we can do. And by God's grace, we will understand the bit that we do. And we will practice the bit that we do. So, another thing I want to say is that someone of today will have like three different parts. There's a part that is just going to be like Bible study. We'll allow these scriptures to preach to us. Then I will then run commentary, right? And then we will now take some action. So, love um, if you don't mind me writing because it's it's a lot that we want to cover today in such a short time so in the very first fireplace we had this month we talked about agape in, the, in this month we've been talking about different loves right oh dear I need one that actually writes so at some point we talked about arrows that was the time when we split the church in two we'll do that again again yeah everybody's saying yeah yeah we'll do it again <laughs> very soon alright so but in our very first um, fireplace we talked about agape there is the love oh beautiful that comes from God to us right and then there's a love instead of us let me use me right so there's a love that flows from me to God and then we're supposed to love ourselves, right? So this is the direction of love and it's a love that's supposed to flow from us to others. All right. So we are going to do some scriptures. We're just going to allow scriptures talk to us. One of the things that we established is that if you are not grounded in the fact that God loves you, every other thing will be a struggle. Your entire Christian walk will be a struggle. You may actually never, ever get it right. If for some reason, okay, that's the first one. If for some reason, your idea of God's love for you is that you have to do one of these to earn that love, you will struggle. The love of God has actually nothing to do with us. It's just because love is his nature. And you must be grounded in the fact that God loves you. And it's not about what you do, what you don't do, who you are or who you are not. You have to first of all let that sink in. Otherwise, every other thing we say is going to cause more confusion than understanding. And in the first fireplace, we took the entire, about one hour, 
to make sure that everybody is sure of God's love. And we are going to read a few scriptures just to remind ourselves. Please, I recommend that everybody get that someone. Uh, it's available on Instagram, but we'll also try to make it available on, on WhatsApp. You know, we, we, really, we really spoke about the assuredness of God's love. Because I will not have enough time to go over it again today. But let's just do a few scriptures. Um, I also know that in this church, we normally don't introduce the pastor. But today, I just want to say that my name is John. And so, and the reason why I say that is that we are going to be reading a lot from the book of John. So, let's open our Bible to the book of First John, chapter 3. All right, I'm reading KJV. It says, Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us. You know, John is saying that it's not just that he loves us, it's the extent of the love. That's what he's talking about. Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us. Let's do another scripture. It's again from the book of 1 John 4, verse 16. It says, And we have known and believed the love that God had towards us. This is the beginning. If this beginning is not properly rooted in you, there will be issues. says and we have known and believed the love that God had towards us God is love first John 4 let's do another scripture book of Romans chapter 5 verse 8 it says but God commended his love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Everybody knows John 3.16. It says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. His love. His love. Let's do Ephesians 3. Verse 19. So I want us to write down these scriptures too so that we'll go over them in the, at home so that you it will be deeply seated. Ephesians 3, verse 19. Okay, let's start from verse 17. It says that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye being rooted and grounded in love. So before you start to show anything, before you start to do anything, before you start to grow, you know that thing is called spiritual growth. Before you start to grow, the first thing is to be rooted and grounded in love. In that, I want to pull something from the the fireplace, the first fireplace we did. We did um, a comparison between somebody who believes that 
you earn God's love. And another person believes that God's love is abundant and surplus. So, and we use the money as an example. So, if somebody comes to you now and says, I'm going to give you endless supply of money for you to attempt to do any kind of business. And then somebody comes and says, how well you do the business determines how much I give you. There are two different things that will happen. In the case of the first person who has an endless supply, as he goes into business, and usually he will make a mistake, when he makes mistakes, he will just decide, okay, I've learned from it. I've learned not to do this thing. And then he will try again. He will have the confidence to try again. And then he can make mistake again. He will have the confidence to try again. He will make mistake again, but over time, as long as he's not repeating the same mistakes he's making, eventually he will get to a point where he understands how to do business, right? The other person that believes that he earns his supply, when he makes the first mistake, he doesn't know what to do again. He's very confused. And that is how you hear about Christians that they make a mistake and then they are contemplating suicide or they think they've lost it or they think that God will not hear them again. Meanwhile, the provision of God's love ensures that even God himself said that the righteous may fall seven times. But because of the love that I have provided, he will rise again. Do you understand? Alright, so please get this someone. But the second fireplace, right? Pastor Martin was talking about our love for God and then our love for others. There's such a thing as love for God. And it comes only after you have recognized his love for you. Again, I'm going to let scriptures preach and then I'll run commentary. 1 Corinthians 2 verse 9. 1 Corinthians 2 verse 9. It says, But as it is written, I have not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for them that love him. This part is starting to get interesting, right? Let's do Romans 8, verse 38, verse 28, rather. Romans 8, 28. It says... And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God and are called according to his purpose. Okay, that's self-explanatory. Let's do John 14 verse 21. John 14 verse 21. I might need to run a bit of commentary on this one. He said, He that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. He now said that he that loveth me shall be loved of my father, and I will love him, and I will manifest myself to him. So there's a self, there's a reality of God eh, that is reserved for people who have chosen to reciprocate God's love. Okay, I think I should start drawing here. So, let's say, this is God and this is us. So, we are clear now that God loves us, right? And now we are talking about we loving God. 
I like to use analogies a lot, you know, and Jesus Christ is the daddy of that. So he used to speak in parables. Let's read another one before. Let's read Luke chapter 10, verse 27. This is also very common. Somebody came to ask Jesus that was was important. And then Jesus then asked him back, said, what's written in the law? What's, what's the important thing? And he answered, thou shalt love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength, and with all your might. So, there's such a thing as people loving God. And it is very, very important. Now, this is the part that people have taken to mean what you have to do to earn God's love. No, that's not it. God has loved you. As a matter of fact, whether you choose to love him back or not, he has loved you. However, when you respond to that love by loving him, there is a new realm of possibilities that open up to you. Let me use an analogy we can understand. So let's imagine that the most powerful man in the world is also the richest man in the world, right? Um, let's say his name is Chinezu, right? So, <laughs> Isaac is saying I should use him. So, Chinedu comes to you and says, I love you. Right? And I insist I want to do life with you. You can choose to say, No, I'm not interested. And Chinedu says, No, it doesn't matter whether you're interested or not. Me, I've decided to love you. And I want to do life with you. So, of course, because he's the richest man, he has a lot of companies, right? He has a lot of businesses. So, he says, this particular business, I want to hand it to you because we are supposed to have shared dominion, right? We're supposed to... The Bible says that those that have received Christ, they, have, they will reign in life through Christ Jesus. So, I want you to be mayor of this city. I want you to rule over this city. But you say, no, I'm not loving you back. I'm not interested. So, here's the thing. Your disinterest or you're not responding to that love doesn't change his mind, right? He is still going to be at your door, knocking, saying, if any man hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and eat with me, with him, and he with me. You know, he will keep, he will stay at it. You know, many of us, God waited for us for years before we responded to his love, right? Now, here's the thing. You can insist that you don't want the love, and then you go around trying other people. Usually, other people will disappoint you. Right? And then when you come back, God is still there. Now, this is what happens. If you don't respond to the love, you are going to be limited in your reality. There are many things people say about God that you may not experience. Do you understand? There are some things that people will say about being related to the richest and the most powerful person in the world that you would not experience. That's the manifest here. But the day you decide, okay, I agree. He now say, okay, I give you this company to run. I give you this mayor to run, this city to run as mayor. Your experience becomes different. Because now you are sharing love. You are sharing intimacy. You are sharing power. You are sharing glory. You are sharing strength with somebody who has insisted that he loves you. So your experience is slightly different from the person who has refused the love. Hallelujah. Okay. So the real question now is, how do we love God? Because if you listen to other people's experiences of what they say they are loving God is, it's only going to confuse you. Even when you read scriptures. Yes, because first of all, some people think he's singing. 
So you sing, you sing, you sing. It's not singing. Some people think it's crying. So you hear songs like, at times we may be crying. <laughs> and nothing's even wrong. Okay. It's not crying. <laughs> you can now go and check scripture. You will now see, and Solomon loved the Lord and gave a thousand bond offerings. So what, what am I supposed to do with that? I should go and buy 1,000 cows and born. <laughs> By the time you get to 1 Corinthians 13, Paul assures you that even if you give your own body to be born, it's still possible you don't have love. So, how confusing is that? Very. <laughs> okay, so we'll talk about how to love God. But before I start, you know, I said commentary first before I preach anything. Let's start. The other part of this cycle huh, is us, right? Loving others. So, let's start to read scriptures in this direction. Let's start from the book of, can anybody guess the book we're opening to? John. 13 verse 34. 13 verse 34. It says, a new commandment I give you. Sorry, let me also say that something happened here. If you notice this thing, eh, is love, God loves us, we love God, and then we are supposed to love ourselves. But over time, you know, before Jesus came on earth, right, the commandment was love God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and then love your neighbor as yourself. Upon Jesus coming to observe very closely, I think he discovered that many of us don't love ourselves. So he now bypassed this thing. Because when you see the things that some people do, it's clear they don't love themselves. So he now bypass that now said a new commandment I give unto you that ye love one another how as I have loved you we don't trust the kind of love you have for yourself <laughs> how you love one another so this is it now God is commanding us to love others let's do one more from the book of John 15 <laughs> verse 12 15 verse 12 it says this is my commandment that ye love one another how as I have loved you okay so it's getting tougher now so God is asking us that we should love one another as he has loved us okay so before I go further eh? I want to say that this is my cycle is not complete. But because we don't have enough time, huh? I'm only going to keep it to these three. If you check scripture, it's possible to love a place. This is what they call honorable mentions when you are doing top three. Yes. The Bible says that pray for the peace of Jerusalem. They shall prosper that love thee. So, it's possible to love a place. So, don't be surprised when you find people that love Nigeria. It's possible. David said, <laughs> David said, I love the house of God. It's also possible to love a thing. Right? So David said, I love the law of God. 
and I delight myself in the law of God. You know, the law of God is where from God. It's possible to love anything. And of course, if you're a medical person, you know there's something called objectophilia. That's all I'm going to say about that. So that we don't digress. All right, so according to scripture, it's possible to love money. Uh, according to Bible, this one, they say is the root of all evil. Yes, one day we'll talk about it. According to scripture, it's possible to love the world. We are going to talk about this one very briefly. Very briefly. Very briefly. So as I go on. Alright. I've not really started preaching. I just allowing scriptures preach to us. When I start preaching, I'll let you know. Let's open our scriptures to the book of First John this time. First John 4 verse 7. Please take note of these scriptures so that you can study them at home. So this is pretty much Bible study. He said, Beloved. So, how, how does John start? Because John knows this thing. He first of all calls us beloved. That means we are already loved. He now says, Let us now love one another. For love is of God. And everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. Hallelujah. Let's do 1 John 3. And this one is going to be a fairly long read. I'll start from verse 8. No, I'm just reading scriptures and I'm running commentary. Um, from verse 14. It says, We know that we have passed from death to life because we love the brethren. He that loveth not his brother abideth in death. Uh-huh. Whoever hated his brother is a murderer. And ye know that no murderer hath eternal life abiding in him. Hereby perceive we the love of God because he has laid down his life for us everybody read this next one and we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren okay but whoso has this world's good and seeth his brother have need and shutteth up his bowels of compassion from him how dwelleth the love of God in him he says you see your brother in need and you, you don't reach out to help how can you say the love of God is in you my little children. Let us love not in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. Hallelujah. It's self-explanatory, right? Very self-explanatory. That Jesus Christ said, this is how people will know you are my disciples, that you love your brethren. So, John is saying that loving others is how we know that God's love is in you. Okay. So this is now what happens for us to complete the cycle. Many people do not see God. And John said that if we don't love others, how do we say we love God whom we have not seen? It is when we demonstrate the love of God to others, right? 
that others then recognize that God loves them. And then the cycle starts again. When others see that God loves them, if they reciprocate the love, they will attempt to love God back, right? And then when they check scripture, scripture now tells them that the way you love God is by loving others. This is the cycle of love. It is when this cycle is not complete that we have the reason for all the evil in the world today. Yes, most of the evil in the world today is because people do not know that God loves them and not knowing that God loves them means that they cannot love others. Do you understand? Okay. Let's read the book of 1 John chapter 2 and verse 15. Remember, we just read 1 John 3 and verse 17. So I'm going to juxtapose the two. 1 John 2 verse 15. He says, love not the world and the things that are in the world. He says, if any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Take note of this preposition. The love of the Father is not in him. So, the first question I want to ask is that this person, that John concludes that the love of the Father is not in him, does God love this person? Yes. Okay. In 1 John 3 verse 17, it says, if you see your brother in need and you don't help him, the love of God is not in you. So that person that sees his brother in need and does not help his brother, does God love the person? But John is saying that it's possible that God loves you, but then the love of God is not in you. Right? Now, we all know that God has done what he wants to do. So what that is telling us is that the act of not loving the world and the act of loving others is our responsibility. Do you understand? The Bible says, freely you have received. Freely give. So if you have truly received the love of God, then you should give the same love to others. Hallelujah. Okay. Before I start preaching, I want to read one more scripture. First John, again, sorry, that's how we roll. We Johns, right? First John 4. This time we are going to do it in the TPT version. We've read it in KJV. Let's read it in TPT. First John 4. from verse 9. So this is going to be like a summary of everything we've read. Then we'll skip to verse 19. He said, the light of God's love shined within us when he sent his matchless son into, into the world so we might live through him. This is love. He loved us long before we loved him. It was his love, not ours. And he proved it by sending his son to be the pleasing sacrificial offering to take away our sins. Let's just continue. Delightfully loved ones, if he loved us with such tremendous love, then loving one another should be our way of life. Loving one another should be our way of life. No one has ever gazed upon the fullness of God's splendor, but if we love one another, we make his permanent home where in us. How? By loving one another. So the love of God starts to enter into you when you are loving other people. Oh. 
and his love is brought to its full expression in us. He has given us his spirit within us so we can have the assurance that he lives within us and that we live in him. All right, let's skip to verse 16. It says, We have come into an intimate experience with God's love and we trust in the love he has for us. Right? That's where we started from. God is love. And those who are living in love are living in God and God lives through them. By living in God, God has brought to its full expression. Love has been brought to its full expression in us so that we may fearlessly face the day day of judgment because all that Jesus now is, so are we in this world. Love never brings fear, for fear is always related to punishment, but love's perfection drives the fear of punishment far from our hearts. Whosoever walks constantly afraid of punishment has not reached love's perfection. Do you understand? From that first analogy, if you are walking and you are afraid that this thing is because you did not understand because you were not rooted and grounded in love. Okay, verse 19. <clears throat> Our love for others, right? Is our grateful response to the love God first demonstrated to us. So how you you love God back? Eh? It's not in singing and loving in first. It's by loving the people you can see. Verse 19 says, Our love for others is our grateful response to the love God first demonstrated to us. So God has already shown his love. How we respond to that love is by loving others. Not really desperately trying to love him first because it's tough to love the invisible when you have not loved the visible. Uh, yes, yes. It's easier to plan with the money in your hand. <laughs> Anyone can say, I love God and yet have hatred towards another believer. This thing is why there's so much offense in church. You hear? And he calls himself a Christian. We'll get here, we'll get here, we'll get here. Anyone can say, I love God, yet have hatred towards another believer. This makes him funny. Because if you don't love a brother or sister whom you can see, how can you truly love God whom you cannot see? For God has given us this command. Whoever loves God must what? Demonstrate love to others. So when others see us loving them, and the reason is because God loves us, they too can recognize that God loves. Because when you start to show people love, over time, people will know that it's not because it is not in the true nature of men to love like this. They will know that something is supplying the love. And then they will find it and then they will see God. Alright. So, finally, let me start preaching. Hmm. Jesus used to use parables to illustrate and I want to use one. So, Imagine that somebody has been in abject poverty all his life and is now 35 years old. And for some reason, somebody just makes a deposit of, let's say, $80 trillion to his account. First of all, you should know that he cannot spend... First of all, there's no trillionaire on earth, to the best of our knowledge. So that means that he cannot probably... He can't 
spend that money in 80 lifetimes. 80 lifetimes. He has more money than he can ever need all his life. But the first thing is that it's going to take a while for the guy to be aware that everyone has that kind of money. Because if he's really in abject poverty, chances are the phone he's using cannot display that figure. <laughs> Do you understand? Do you remember when we used to have phones that were not so smart? And then somebody sends you an MMS. When it comes into your phone, it will be... Yes, that's what the alerts will probably look like. So we just see it and ignore it. It will now need somebody to come and explain to him that this nonsense on your phone is actually a lot of money. And that person that comes to make that explanation has come to preach the gospel. Yes. Has come to give him good news that your situation has changed. Your life has changed. Do you understand? Mm. Usually you will need a person and then you will need the Holy Spirit to tell him that there's a new deposit that has been given to you. No. Now, we can all agree that if somebody is really that poor, there is nothing he can do to earn that kind of money. Mm. No offense, but it's true. Yes. And it will take a while for his mind to even move from where he has always been to his new situation. And that thing is called renewing your mind. That's what transformation is. That you want to adjust from your old life to the new life that you have received. Do you understand? So now, let's say somebody now comes to this man and says, this food you are eating, you cannot be eating like this again. You cannot be eating granite and gari, granite and gari, granite and gari. Try balanced diet, take some broccoli, take some spinach, eat chicken. And then the guy says, no, no, I can't. I can't. That No, 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 no. This granite and gari that I like, that I'm used to. That's what, if you notice, we don't have to cook anything. No gas. Because I can't afford gas. They say, no, 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 no. You can afford it. You have the money. And then he's confused. And they tell him, this place you are staying, you can't stay here again. You can't be sleeping on Paco. He said, no, my body, I like Paco. Ask them now. Ask my brother. They know me with this. Is this Paco? If I sleep on any other thing, I won't sleep. Okay, they say, okay, it's fine. Can we at least move this Paco from this neighborhood? Eh, to another neighborhood. He said, no, 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 no. I like this Paco like that. And then they keep telling him, you cannot be eating this thing you are eating. Say, you, you can now eat better. You can eat chicken. He said, no, I eat egg. I don't eat chicken. Anything that involves all this spice, something, I can't afford it. They say, no, you cannot. Don't be saying I can't afford it. Look at the deposit. You can afford it. He said, no. He said, the kind of person that I am. The kind of person that I am. Ask them. Ask them. They know me. The kind of person that I am. What I just take is granite and gary. That's the kind of person I ask my brother. Ask everybody. That's what I take. They say, no. You can live better now. And then he keeps insisting. Now, the person that is giving him that news will be frustrated, right? But you know that because his situation has changed, usually when you have that kind of money in the bank, eh? You've gone from the realm of private banking to like personal banking. So the bank accounts, the bank manager, or oh sorry, the MD of the bank will assign somebody to you. 
they want to tell you how to spend the money. They want to, you know, they will bring in business deals to you. Do you understand? When it's time for BVN, they will bring the machine to your house. They say, all oh, these federal government, we don't even know what they are doing. Don't mind them, Jerry. Yes, because <laughs> 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 we live on the same earth, guys. We don't live in the same world. <laughs> so they will bring the thing to him insisting and informing him that this your status has changed you cannot be saying the kind of person i am they say this is your i am this is your i am we don't need it we need a new i am that has recognized that there's money in the bank do you understand that frustration is the frustration the holy spirit has when the holy spirit is telling you that this person that has offended you forgive the person and you say no the kind of person that i am once I've, I get angry like this, it's over. They say, no, no, this is you, you have received love. You have enough love you can draw from to forgive the person. They say, no, and you can do anything to me. Once you hiss, I don't want to hear anything again. Some, they will say, forgive the person. You say, no, he has to apologize first. They say, the love that was deposited into your account, what apology did you tender for that one? Do you understand? So love has been deposited into your account. Your work is to draw from it and give. Oh. Your status has changed. Now, there's a tendency that you want to run the OS of your old life in the new one. Do you understand? That's the insisting on granite and Gary, even though you have a new life. Do you understand? Yes. So some people, the old program they run is program of age. He said, do you know how old I am? And he was, he's talking to me like that. He said, his elder brother was in SS2 when I went on the level. And between that, his elder brother and him, there's still a sister in between you. So you can't, the age is not, and it's, they say, Baba, this your age eh, is not relevant here. God did not consider your age. If you want to consider the difference between your age and God's age, God should be offended forever. God did not consider your own age in depositing love for you. Do you understand? So you don't consider the age or the status of the person you are supposed to give love to. Some is status that is running your mind. Do you understand? Now, who is it to me? <laughs> hey, Jesus Christ. And you hear people insist and say it. They say, the kind of person that people know me, people know me. That if I tell you something once, I tell you, they say this is your me that people know is the old version. Just the way they are telling that guy that this is your poverty version is the old version. It's a new version. One of the errors of Christianity hmm, in our attempting to live out the life of God is that many times we try to run an old program on a new life. Hmm. that's why the bible says blessed is the man that does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly because it is possible for you to try to run a wrong program on a new body you can find a believer that is born again and then goes to work and then hmm, the counsel of the ungodly comes and they tell him that ah, my wife if she talks to me like that I'll slap her and Christian like, okay and then Christian goes home and tries to run that program and that's the reason why there is offense when you hear something like and he says he's a Christian because many Christians put old wine in new wine skin so as a believer 
one of the first things that you must do is that you must insist that this my vessel this my body it is the program of god that runs in this vessel what is the nature of god nature of god is love i know that when we read different books we see different things love language words of affirmation and all of that and it's great i've read gary chapman's book and it's good but in my own opinion according to the johns right the first language of love is consecration that thing they call holiness that thing they call purity that is the first language of love <laughs> if you are getting married and the vows were written by somebody who understands what marriage is or you wrote it yourself and hopefully you do one of the first things you will say is that i'm forsaking all others for you that's love that's love language and it's a choice so you in responding to god's love you will say there are so many kinds of nature that can run there's envy there's malice there's unforgiveness but i am choosing the nature of love that it is the nature of love that we run this vessel that is love choosing it is after that choice has been made that every other thing makes sense do you understand there are many people that practice every other thing but they cheat on their wives if you ask anybody that has been in marriage for 10 years right they are not in the marriage because the exit door is not open they are in there because they have chosen to stay do you understand it is after that choice has been made that every other thing gift word of affirmation quality time all of that makes sense because it's possible to apply all those other things and consecration is not there that is all that holiness is. If you go to the bank, right? Or let's say a new company employs you and then they buy you a fantastic laptop. Part of your response to them giving you that trust is that you can, you should decide that only that company's work is run on that laptop. Uh, I know why people are laughing. But because they don't trust you and we don't trust them, some companies have created software to monitor what you are doing because you cannot be trusted to love. Yes, that's love. Love is saying, I've forsaken all others and I've chosen you. That decision is now what fuels everything else. Because when you make that choice, that is the nature of God that runs through me. One of the things you realize is that God has an idea of on how things you run. God has an idea on how marriage should run. God knows how government should be done. God has an idea of how industries should run, how companies should run, how you should do your job, how you should parent people, how church should be run. So many times it is wanting to know that mind of God about those things that pulls you into intimacy. That's what fuels your prayer. Do you understand? Until you understand that this is what we are trying to achieve. When somebody just says, spend six hours praying, you don't know what you are doing. Do you understand? It is this one that makes you know what you are doing. That this is why I'm spending time. I want to know the mind of God concerning this thing. And this is why you read the Bible. And usually when contradiction com comes up, that's why you now go back to him and say, ah, see what they say here, see what they say here. What's going on? And there are many like that in the Bible. <laughs> Let me give you an example. Jesus said, come unto me, all ye that labor, and I will give you rest. 
By the time you get to the Hebrews, to the book of Hebrews, they now say, labor to enter into your rest. That's the place to say, you can't. You can. <laughs> I'm not, don't ask me any question about it today. <laughs> All right. To be candid, I've not gotten to where I'm going. And we have an exercise to do. Okay, let me quickly skip. Let me quickly skip. If you check this cycle, eh, first of all, we know which one of all this is constant. Only this one is constant. Every other one, we have to work on it. Where I'm really going in my summer is here. Because somebody can be saying, you're asking us to love men. But look at the people you're asking us to love. Is it not because of God I've not killed this one? I want to talk about men, these others. And you must love them. Because if you read it, if you read it very, very well, it says, I command you, I command you, I command you. If you love me, love them. Okay, you don't love me until you love them. And I say, okay, these people say yes. <laughs> ah, let's quickly help ourselves this morning. Men. The reason why it's very difficult for us to love men is because we don't understand ourselves. Mm. And the only way to understand ourselves is to ask the manufacturer. This thing, you know many of us, we buy gadgets and we start to use them without reading the manual. Then one day it will catch fire and you now call somebody in computer village. This one, let's read the manual. There is manual for men. The person that made man Hmm? before making man he looked at man and said Kai this thing I'm about to make is going to be a bundle of inconsistencies and error so before he made man the Bible now said before the foundation of the world the lamb was slain God knew that man will make plenty mistakes sometimes man will reject him and because of that he now made adequate provision before starting. Do you understand? Okay. Because you did not check that manual. Eh? You don't check your love threshold <laughs> before engaging with man. God that made man. Eh? He knew that the man will fall many times. So he made provision for him to continue to rise. And that is why when Jesus was telling his disciples, forgive. They say how many times? He said, I okay 490 in a day yes because god is very secure that if you disappoint me a thousand times i will still love you he made sure he guaranteed that before he started uh, we don't have that kind of guarantee and then we start that's why we are we are shocked <laughs> let me give you an example a guy, if you're a lady, a guy can come to you and say, I love you. I will cross the ocean for you. There's nobody like you. You are the only something, something in my something. See, eh? as far as God is concerned, eh? all those lines are rubbish. Yes. God does not honor that your communication. God that knows man and knows the heart of man. He says, God's idea and God's manner is that if you truly Say you love this girl the way you are saying you love her. Gather all your family. Gather all her family. 
stand in front of a priest and then enter a covenant. After you have entered a covenant, I will now give you a template on which that thing will run. I will tell you to love her like Christ loved the church. You submit to him as the church submits to the head. After that, I will now have regard for your statement. Do you understand? That's the manual of God. Because God knows that people don't keep words, but at least people can try to keep covenants. Do you understand? But we have reduced it to lines. So the thing, we've reduced it to lines. So we have things like pick up line. So you can pick up a whole other human being with lines. But God says, no, the only thing that should be able to pick you up is covenant. Do you understand? You say, ah, I saw spark in his eyes. There was chemistry. The person that made eye and made chemistry and made spark, he said all those things, they are not enough. Do you understand? <laughs> hey, oh, what needless pain we bear. <laughs> <laughs> you did not ask the person that made the person you are talking to have you ever tried to give somebody money before to do something and then the person's father said don't give him <laughs> if you give him yeah, you know if you give that person the money you are truly on your own yes the person that made man say words are not enough to pick you up he said it was a covenant it's pick up covenant it's not pick up line <laughs> and you know the interesting thing we don't learn from mistakes because we think that you know you can use something wrong they repair it you still use it wrong again because you didn't go back to the manual it's only in places of money that we learn quickly you know if you are buying land from somebody now <laughs> you will do video say baba are you the one selling the land baba will say yes it's 40 acres we are buying. Baba will say yes. And you are not selling it on that duress. Say yes. I just remember of the family. You say, and you are the head of the family. All of you, you sell. They say yes. And we will take picture. Because <laughs> Baba in two years time can say we did not sell land. See the only document of the land we have. Or you, try, you go back to the land and see somebody has put foundation there. And they are building something. And they will insist they didn't sell the land. Because that is man. Many times you hear somebody disappointed. You say, he lied to me. What do you mean? <laughs> you should be surprised if you are with a man for 10 days and he has not lied to you. You should. And we don't lie because we are evil. We lie because we are men. Many times, many of the things we say we want to do, we can't do them. I will be there by 10, but I'm stuck in traffic. Even if I come down and start running, I still won't get there by 10. And then meanwhile, <laughs> This is the manual, eh? Baba, that made men. He said, God is not a man that he should lie. What does that mean? Men lie. <laughs> men lie. <laughs> Some people say there's something called true color. That he, he pretended to be something for a long time. Then he started to show his true color. Why are you surprised? <laughs> People have built careers eh, on pretending to be something they are not for a long time. Uh, there's, there's something in FBI called undercover. Yeah, they will join a gang. Smoke. You understand? Take weed. Take cocaine. They don't like it. They don't want it. But they can 
change their nature so much and pretend to be something for a whole for a long time and that's somebody's career he goes to school he learns it and he does it because it is in the nature of man to change his nature yes so don't be surprised <laughs> mm. hey <laughs> because I recently one book of John again because God knows man eh? in the book of Jeremiah God introduced himself he said I the Lord eh? I search the heart I try the reins of a person's heart before I start to work with him do you understand you see a man he's tall he's good let's see how he goes do you understand I read from Genesis to Revelation how many did God work with anybody by saying let's see how it goes no when it comes to you like Gideon he said you are a mighty man of valor and the man he was talking to did not believe it because God has checked the heart you know Samuel almost made the same mistake when he wanted to anoint somebody a tall guy Eliab or something in the place of God said stop it you look outside I look on the heart. <laughs> Somebody is wondering, am I, am I supposed to be looking into people's hearts? This knowing that men are by nature very deceitful is why God factors mercy into our journey. He says mercies are new every morning. That factoring yeah, is going to teach you a number of things. Number one, you will now be intimate with the person that made men. And then your discernment must come alive. So that when somebody brings a business proposal to you, you can now judge and say, Baba Alpha. <laughs> let me show you. Let, let me show you something before we go into our exercise. Let's check the book of John book of John Zegedush kebriakatas kepatush komperia kedyesh kebarakatish ketina kapash so because we don't know man eh? there are many things we do there are many times we trust people and then they break the trust because you have not learned that men should not be trusted like that You have not learned that men should not be trusted like that. Let's do John, um, John chapter one, I believe. Okay, KJV, right? Let's do John chapter one. I want to show you a, a contrast. In the book of Isaiah chapter eleven, the Bible was talking about Jesus. He said he will not judge after the sight of his eyes or the hearing of his ears, right? So when Jesus was going to choose his disciples, one man came to him in John chapter 1. You can read it when you're home from verse, um, from verse 45. A man came to him and said, when he heard that Jesus has come, he said, can any good thing come out of Nazareth? Now that kind of thing is enough for you to pick offense. Right? That, what do you mean? I'm a good thing I came from Nazareth. But Jesus ignored the statement completely. Jesus did not even say anything about it. He said, behold an Israelite, Israelite in whom there is no guile. What was he looking at? The heart. And he made that man a disciple. In the next verse, John chapter 2, if you read from verse 22 down to 25, there are some men that came to meet Jesus. You are our king. We will follow you. Jesus said, no. Let's read from verse 24. He said, but Jesus did not commit himself unto them because he knew all men. 
and needed that any and needed not that any should testify of man because he knew what was in man <laughs> when you understand men you will guide your expectations and the things you boast about are going to be the things that you should intercede about you understand I can hear a spouse say, my husband will never cheat on me. No, sir. No, ma. It's to pray. Holy Spirit, help him. I know he's a man. Help him. You understand? It will help you to intercede. And as a man, it will help you not to boast. Because sometimes the statements we make are the things that people start to use to judge us. Many times, especially from the pulpits, Pastors have made statements that made them look like gods. So what happened is that people start to look for the humanity in them. And people start to look for when they fail. If you come here and let everybody know, I am a man, then eventually they will start to look for the God in you. Because the Bible says that this treasure is in earthen vessels. So that the excellency of power will be of God and not of us. So that when you start to see me love, in a way that men shouldn't. You will know that it is God in him that is loving. When you see something start to flow out of me that men should not have, you will know that it is the God in him that is doing this. And you can see me and then glorify God. Do you understand? So it will make you not to boast. It will make you pray more. Say, God, help me. Help me. I need your help. Do you understand? It will increase your bandwidth for forgiveness and forbearance. You know that it's just a man. Because let me tell you, eh, many of the things we are upset about that people did to us, God is not upset about it. Because he knows the person that he made. Do you understand? He knows the person that he made. Sometimes we see people do things and we are hoping that God will remove his love from the person. You are on your own, no? You are on your own. Some people see lecturers that are doing evil and they pray you should die. No, he will give you the F, you'll be fine, and God loves you and the lecturer equally. <laughs> One of the things that it will help you is that it will help you eliminate judgment. And then you will learn to pray for people. Learn to pray for people. And then when people finally do the things that are not in the realm of men, you say, oh, I thank God for your life. Do you understand? Yeah. It changes. I thank God from your life. It's even from, you lied to me. I can't believe it. Believe it. <laughs> believe it. It's possible. So this should make you think back to the people that have hurt you. We're running out of time. And then you can truly pray for them. They did the things they did because they didn't know better. This is the thing that was in Stephen. That even when they were stoning him, he said, Father, forgive them. For they know not what they do. Because the love of God has entered so much that he understood men. And this will guide all your interactions. There's a man who was Kenneth Hagin's friend. He made a lot of investments and according to record, he didn't lose on anyone. How? When an investment comes to him, he will tell the person, it looks good, give me two days. In those two days, he's going to ask the maker of men. This didn't lose good on paper, but alpha. That's the way you should guide all your interactions 
And that is what will fuel the time you spend in prayer. It's not just by saying, spend eight hours praying. You, <laughs> this time you know, this person has asked me for this thing. This person, Holy Spirit, nudge me. And sometimes you will make mistakes in the beginning because you still don't know, you have not proven the word of, the, the voice of God yet, according to what God said about Samuel. But when you keep at it, keep at it, over time you now realize, okay, this is how God tells me yes. This is how God tells me no. And because the love is abundant, you can make mistakes, but as you start to adjust, over time you will now know, okay, this is how God tells me I should do this. And then you will now move on to what Apostle Paul calls perfection or maturity. There's something I wanted to talk about this morning that um, one of the activities we will do. If you read WHO and you're a medical person, you understand that there are illnesses that are called emotionally induced illnesses. Because you didn't understand men, somebody hurt you. And then you now carry unforgiveness in your heart. And then it starts to manifest as sicknesses. Hypertension, blood pressure. Some malice can become lumps, swelling. <laughs> so one of the things that we are going to do this morning is that we are going to pray for healing. If you have any form of sickness in your body, we will be praying for you. But before we do that, we have one thing we want to practice. If you have a piece of paper or your phone, I want you to write down names of people that for some reason you've not forgiven them. If there is any. People that hurt you. Parents, friends, ex, teachers in school, lecturers, people that did not uh, approve your project, gave you a C, and it affected your GDP. Sorry. CGPA. Yeah. If you can write the names, write the names. If you can, write the names. Remember, there is supply. All you have to do is to draw. You know, even that man, eh, God could tell him, or sorry, the person that deposited 80 trillion in his account could tell him, take out $4 million and send it to Somalia. And then the guy will be saying, what has Somalia done? They should show me a business plan. What do you want to use the money for? They say, what business plan did you submit for the 80 trillion that was deposited into your account? Yes, what did you do for the love that God gave you? In the same way, you can love people in spite of who they are, in spite of what they've done. Do you understand? The supply is there. And you know, if that guy now agrees to send the money, and for some reason the money does not go, he will now turn to the banker that is telling him there's money. He said, I tried to send it, but it didn't go. Yes, so if you try to forgive somebody, and in your heart that's not you still not, if it has not gone, then you turn to the Holy Spirit. You say, I can forgive. I've tried. It's not happening. So help me. That's how it works. There's nothing that God says you should do that is too much for you. Nothing. Many of the things that you see, they are supposed to draw things out of you till you know you are capable. The reason why the bear and the lion came to David is because he could fight Goliath. Now, David could have decided to run away from the lion and the bear. So it's only one sheep he's going to take anyway. Let's, let's leave it. The day Goliath shows up, he will still run. And the reason why God is asking you to forbear now, forbear now, is that in the future, God will probably put you in charge of nations. Do you understand? And you must have built capacity to forbear. Otherwise, in that day, it will be disaster. And then people will now be wondering, why is there God? And there's so much evil in the world. You've not drawn from the compassion that God has given you. That's why. That's the first list. Now, also in dealing with men, I've realized that men are rarely wrong. Yes. 
<laughs> it's sarcasm if you didn't get it. You can talk to two people that are quarreling. There is obviously fight. This person tells you his own story and he did nothing wrong. This one tells you his own story, she did nothing wrong. Okay, so what's going on? <laughs> you know when you listen to people talk about others, they are usually mostly never wrong. Other people ganged up against them. Now you are in the presence of God, be honest. Write down the people you know you offended. Because you have actually offended people. <laughs> because at the end of the day, it is him that has no sin, that has the right to keep malice. He that is without sin, you have the right to keep, to keep grudge. You have the right to judge. So think back to the people you have offended. And this morning, you are going to pray and ask for forgiveness and you will pray for them. So you are praying for people that have offended you and the people you have offended. You have capacity for it. And begin to draw on that capacity. You know many of the things that are very hard for us now. If we really start to do them, they become easy with time. When we bought phones, some of us used to forget to charge it. But now, we cannot forget to not charge it. Do you understand? Some people now, to say sorry is a problem. You see? I, I watched one skit. They told one lady, say sorry or spend 15 years in prison. The next thing they showed her in prison, I would rather. And some people are like that. So, to say I'm sorry is a problem. Guess what? You can start to, if you start to say it, eh, over time, we'll have to call another conference to say, this is your sorry. You used to say it all the time. Try to mean it. That we have to now teach you again that when you're saying sorry, you mean it. Because you can say it to a point that it becomes your second nature. Whether somebody offend you or not, you can say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. If you start to say it in six months, seven months, it will become easy for you to say. It's only as hard as you insist it is. Yes, and it's as easy as you say it is. A wise man said, whether you believe you can or you believe you can't, you are right in any case. Yes, you are right in any case. If you believe you can forgive, you are right. If you say the kind of person I am, I don't, you are also right. Yes. <laughs> Does anybody have a list or we should just move on? People. <laughs> Let's begin to pray. Let's begin to pray and ask for the capacity. The capacity is there. Ask for the ability. The ask, begin to say, I forgive them and believe you have you are capable of doing it. I forgive Taiwo. I forgive Tokwe. I forgive you from the depth of my heart. I pray for you that God will help you. I know now that you are just a man. Just a man. Pray. Minito. Please. Please. Until we do these things, all the things we say, they are jokes. Love is a nature, and then love is an action, right? Love is a nature. No, love is a nature, and love is an action. Say it from the depth of your heart. I forgive you. You can call their names. For many of us, it's our parents. Our parents are just men, right? They're just human beings. They did the best they could with what they knew. 
I forgive you, daddy. I forgive you, mommy. And I pray God strengthens you. I pray God help you. Some people are holding grudge against people who have passed on. The person is gone. You are here. God help me. And then for people you have offended, say, God, please help them. Holy Spirit, help them. I'll give us a few more minutes to do that. And then if you are sick in your body in any way, I, I really want you to do this and then we'll pray. I want us to do a song. As we worship in your presence, there is healing. The Holy Spirit's gentle touch is flowing Jesus we believe Jesus there is healing in your name let's do it again as we worship in your presence there is healing, yeah. The Holy Spirit's gentle touch is flowing. Jesus, we believe. Oh, Jesus, there is healing. Let's sing Jesus again. Jesus, Jesus, we believe. We believe. Jesus, Jesus, there is healing. There is healing in your Sing again. Jesus, we believe. Jesus, we believe. We believe. Jesus, we believe. Again, Jesus, we believe. We believe. Yeah. Forgive. You truly can forgive. I don't sing this song. Majesty, Majesty, Your grace has found me just as I am, empty-handed, empty-handed, but alive in Your hand. Singing, Majesty, Majesty. Majesty, Majesty, yeah, 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 yeah. Forgive. Let go. Let go of that past. Let go of that pain. You are the one holding it. It's not holding on to you. <laughs> Forever I'm changed by your love in the presence. <laughs> Sing again. 
Your grace has found me just as I am. Empty handed but alive in your hand. Zelegado Briaga Doshka Briakate Kakashka Emoruka Briaga Degeskiti Katakoskaba Majesty Majesty Eone Lagadagaba Ekako Shelianae Elenon Sebele Kaga Eleke Kai Iriatati Sasunimai Elegade non Salikiva Lakai Yalagado Briagados Forever I'm changed by your love in the presence, in the presence of your majesty. Let's take it again. Forever I am changed by your love. Forever In the presence of your majesty, yeah, 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 forever I am changed by your love, forever I am changed by your love, yeah, 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 and pray that God should help the people you have offended. If there's anybody here and there's sickness in your body, any kind of sickness, and you want us to pray with you, just be stand, stand up on your feet. I want to pray for you. Or you've tried to forgive the person and you're still finding it difficult. Just stand. Just be standing. Uh, if, if you are not in that category, please sit down. Uh, eyes closed, please. Um, it really helps. Just close your eyes. Please close your eyes. So that the people that are standing don't have issues standing. They are not worried. People are watching. Please close your eyes. In the presence of your majesty. Zagadush Kibriagadash Forever I'm changed by your love In the presence of your majesty In the presence of your majesty Hallelujah Why don't take that first song again As we worship in your presence As we worship in your presence There is healing There is healing Okay, yeah, that's the song That's it Yalagadia Kapash Moving, yeah. Jesus, we believe there is healing in your name. Jesus, we believe, we believe, we believe, 
Jesus, we believe. There is healing in your name. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I take authority over every disease causing spirit every spirit of infirmity i arrest you in the name of jesus and i command that you leave these bodies now in the name of jesus i address every sickness whether it is demonic medical or emotional i command you to leave these vessels now in the name of jesus I command that every yoke of sickness, every chain of sickness break now in the name of Jesus. I ask that the life of God flows into these vessels now in the name of Jesus. For everybody that is finding it hard to forgive, that is still struggling with forgiveness and letting things go. Holy Spirit. Oh, Spirit of the Living God. Let love break out. Let love For everyone that is depressed, Spirit of God. We take out the We arrest every spirit of depression and we cast you out in the name of Jesus. Joy wells up from within you. You have not lost your joy. The joy wells up from within you now. Now. You joy, lele belege dombrega dega bilikete suka skata erega de briega doshko bilikete skbo eni monokotoshko boriana gadoshko bo eni agabolo gadoshko bo. You are not looking for a reason to live. God lives in you. God is already living in you. God that is alive in you is not looking for a reason to live. He is living in you. You are not looking for a reason to live. God lives in you. Halabarakatoshkai. Jesus, we believe. It is done. It is done. It is done. You are truly healed. You are truly healed. You are truly healed. You are truly healed. Sing again, Jesus. We believe. Yes, Jesus. There is healing in your name. Sing it again. Jesus, we believe it. Jesus, we believe. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's healing in your name. 
things and then I'm out of here. I want us to read a scripture. This is a scripture that we will go share this morning in our prayer session. You are truly healed. Trust me. If you need to go and do a medical checkup, do it. It's in the book of Psalm. One hundred and thirty-nine. We're going to read TPT. Psalm 139 from verse 17. So, we're trying to conclude this thing, right? So, we've talked about loving others. We want to talk about what we do with God. Realizing that, David realized it and he said, every single moment you are thinking of me, is God is speaking to. How precious and wonderful to consider that you cherish me constantly in your every thought. Oh God, your desires towards me are more than the grains of sand on every shore. And when I wake each morning, you're with me. So what we should try to do, reciprocating this, is to try to know the mind of God concerning everything we do. It will fuel our prayer. It will fuel our singing. It will fuel our sacrifice to be the reason why we did the things we do. Second Corinthians 5.15 says that in that Christ died for us, said the people that live should not live for themselves, but they should live for the one who died for them. Alright, so that's the scripture I want us to check. There's an exercise we did in tribe in circuits in my place on Wednesday. At this Wednesday, we will do it here too. And I imagine a lot of people have questions, but we don't have time. So at, at Fireplace this week, we would do a response to all those questions. Please come and then try to listen to the previous sermons by myself and Pastor Martin. There's one more thing I want us to do as we wrap up. There's one song I took on the 13th. I like the song. I tend to always forget the beginning. But what we'll do as we sing the song is that we'll walk around, hug each other. Do you understand? Especially if there's somebody you've quarreled with before at the tribe. And I know that many people have such people. One of the things that you should also do after this service is that you can send a text to somebody or call them. Now, don't be surprised if they don't pick your call. We've talked about it. Don't be surprised if they reply your text with a stinker. Is Don't be surprised. We've talked about that. You know. And then whatever it happens, you've reached out and then you keep praying that God's love will enter. Do you understand? Are we fine now? Have we truly forgiven? If you are still struggling, it's still okay. We'll pray for you. We'll now write your name down. we we'll pray. praying. I pray for you. You pray for me. I love you. I need you. So this is the part we stand up and go and look for the person who quarreled with last week and say sorry. Yeah, you're just a man. Sorry, hold on, hold on. There's a disclaimer. 
Now, this does not give you the right to go around offending people and say, I'm just a man. As John said, we are men, right? So, expect me to offend you. No. We are also walking towards perfection, all right? It's supposed to be a mistake, not something you do by premeditation. You understand? All right. I pray for you. You pray for me. I love, I love you. I need you to. I need you to survive. I won't, I won't hurt, hurt you. you. We watch from my mouth. From my mouth. I, love I love you. I need you to survive. It is His will that every You are important to me. I need you to survive. So you are not standing up. Why? Is it that serious? Stand up, look for the person. You are important to are me. Important. I need you to survive. Sorry, sorry. Intermission. So I should also say that it's possible at some point, as your pastor, I will offend you. I'm telling you ahead now. It's not because I'm evil. It's because I'm a man. Forgive me ahead. Yes. The same way I forgive you. I pray for you. You pray for you me. Pray for me. I yeah, God, you. you can log on to thetribelagos.com or email us at hello at thetribelagos.com. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter on The Tribe Lagos. God bless.